All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, November 9th of 2023. Here, looking ahead, we have a two-game NBA slate. We have a Thursday night football showdown. Golf teed off earlier this morning. We have a two-game college football slate, and we have an 11-game hockey slate. So, ton of DFS action coming at you guys today. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. If you guys have questions, you can get them in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at SaberSim.com. Second off, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, Office Hours channel, individual sport channels, get access to other members of the SaberSim team here. And you get to see when updates go live to the app, which uh, we actually just had a release earlier this morning, which should be very interesting, a very good uh, quality of life improvement. Shout out to Scott and the team for their hard work on that update. But if you guys didn't know about it, you can read more about it in the Discord. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, first off, just want to remind you guys that Thursday Night Football is tonight. So uh, don't forget about our weekly max challenge. There is still plenty of time to join and participate Get access. It's a free promotion giveaway we do during the NFL season. You get access to weekly prizes, season-long prizes. We've been giving out one championship belt so far this season, hoping to give out some more here. Eligibility requirements down here on the bottom. We have a max challenge for DraftKings and a max challenge for owner's box. So you can find details to those uh, to these pages in the description of this video. But with that said, going to get Saber simpled up here. Uh, looks like we have like quite a bit of questions here, which is great. I love when you guys ask questions. So we're going to start with this one from Point Blake. We're going to work through the questions in the Office Hours channel first, and then we'll get to all the questions in the YouTube chat. But first question says, do you tend to use less than uniques when building late swaps compared to doing a pre-locked build? I'm thinking that SaberSim, uh, that giving SaberSim access to more information after the game started is reason to adjust mini uniques down. Uh, so simple answer is yes, I do agree with this logic here. And basically, you know, the whole point of late swapping is to take advantage of the now best plays on the slate. So you kind of don't want to like limit yourself to, to requiring this mean unique number when all it can do really is like hinder your ability to get to the value that's opened up. So what I like to do is I like to look at the exposure column uh, for my set of lineups and then I want to, and then I will just adjust the uniques and then I will see like, Hey, the now best plays on the slate. Am I getting to less of them because I'm forcing this uniqueness into my lineups? And if I am getting to less of those plays, I will lower the number of mini uniques to make sure I get to as many uh, shares of that player as I can basically afford, because we know that the field does not late swap optimally. And if that news had been out before the slate, the ownership of that player would have been a lot higher than if that news came out during the slate going on. So you always get these guys at an ownership discount and you basically don't want to miss out on them is, is, is really what it comes down to. So I would highly recommend that, uh, you know, but really good question to get us started today. All right. Next question from Edub says, Hey, Andrew, quick question. Is there a difference in doing your NBA late swap by right-clicking on your current build versus using the icon at the top of the page? I know this has probably been covered, but I can't remember. So great question. So the answer is yes, it is different. So when you right-click, 
what we're going to do is we're going to clone this build and create a late swap. And by doing that here, any minimax exposure adjustments, any player pool adjustments, any filters, everything in this window gets carried over to your late swap. When you use the double uh, horizontal arrows, you're going to get a fresh build. So any adjustments that you made are not going to be carried over. So if you're very, you know, uh, particular and you you set a lot of, uh, you know, adjustments to projections and minimax exposures, use the right click option. If you're somebody who doesn't do that, you just do the minimum two projection adjustment. I would just open up a fresh build and you should be all set. All right. And it looks like uh, Brown jumped in and answered that for me. So appreciate you helping out, uh, loving people in the community help out. All right. Next question says, if I want to keep my exposures on an NBA slate yet do late swap, what is the best process? It should be the cloning option. I am guessing, but I am not sure how that works with late swapping from a cloned build to work properly. If you delete your lineups as you build them. Okay. Good question. So the answer is yes, that it would work correctly and you still want to use the clone option. So now this is a new change that went out this morning. When you use the late swap option, when a slate is live and, uh, I'll probably enter the Thursday to Monday slate tonight, guys, so we can show this tomorrow. So let me make a note for myself. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter this slate so we can do like a late swap demo. But basically, when you late swap, what's going to happen now is you're gonna get a modal that says, "Hey, what contest do you want to late swap?" So we're not looking at your build, the lineups in your build. We're looking at the minimax exposures, the projection adjustments. We're looking at the table information. We're not looking at the lineups where we're getting the lineups from is the contests. So what would happen is Saber Sim is going to go look at the contest you're playing, look at the number of lineups in those contests and then take those into late swap. So we don't, so it's fine if you trash your lineups within this window, that information is not going to be used in your late swap. All right. Bjorn Vigo said, can you demonstrate using live projections when we're using aggregate projections in the app, to be clear, if a player is locked, I want to use live. If a player is not, I want to use my aggregate. Great question. So that this happens naturally. So when you create a contest sim and you right click and you click add contest sim, you're going to see this says use live sims if available is toggled on. And then what this tooltip says, it says if enabled, this contest sim will utilize our live game sims if they're available. If off or if live sims are not available, it will default to using the most recent pre-lock simulations we have. Okay, so what is going to happen in this case is let's use tonight as an example. Let's say you're aggregating projections, you're using custom projections, whatever it may be, and then the game locks. Well, once this Milwaukee Pacers game locks here, we are going to switch to the live projections if you were to come in here and do a late swap for the Hawks and Orlando. So let's say you come in, you know, I'm on the West Coast, so lock is at 4 p.m. for me. This last game is at 6.30. So let's say you come in around here around 6 p.m. here, right? And then you're, like, getting ready to do your late swap. Well, for the game that started, because that toggle is on, we are going to use the live sims if they're available. For the game that's not started, the live sims are not available. So we're just going to default to the projections that you have. So for the games that are locked, we use live. For the games that are not locked, we use your aggregate. So it does it automatically for you here. All right. The great one asked. 
The late swap with live contest is wonderful. Is there anything on the roadmap to be able to upload your own unique contest that isn't listed in the current contest list and use SS live in contest sims versus that? Okay, so so if you're in a contest, it should be in your CSV that you download. So for whatever reason, if there is a contest that is not in your CSV that you want to swap, you just need to re-download your contest file from the site. So I think I'm understanding this correctly. I don't know necessarily how you would get to this point, but that's beside the fact. So if you ever need to re-download your contest file to bring in an extra contest, go to the contest page, go to this upload entries button, and then even if you have a CSV already in here, you can override it using this button to, to bring in a new file, a new updated file. So from there, you should be able to bring in this new contest that you're talking about and then use the contest sims for that. All right. Question here from Trudy. And question says, this is a two-parter. So question says, hey, Andrew, been a bit frustrating having to switch up my process from last year, but I understand and appreciate the concept of gaining a new edge, especially since everyone has followed suit and started using Sims. So I appreciate you guys staying ahead of the game. And then now two-parter here. That being said, I would love a clear answer or demonstration on how to efficiently do a single build for all of my 20 and 150 max contests, running the Sims, and then sorting by risk-adjusted ROI for each contest without getting the same lineups across different contests. When I play 150 entries, I prefer to give myself 150 unique lineups to possibly hit. My apologies if this has been covered. I always do a single entry three max build separately, but have always done my one my 20 and 150s in one. I understand why it's happening. I just need guidance on how to avoid it. Yeah, no, totally. Can help you out here. Uh, I'll tell you the way I like to do this, right? So the way that I would suggest doing this is you run your lineups and then you run your contest sim, right? So I'm just going to create a default contest sim here. Nothing, nothing crazy. So going to hit run. Okay, so I if, if you're doing it this way, if you're filling multiple contests from one tab and, and you kind of want to, uh, maybe you have multiple contest sims, right? So maybe you have a contest sim for your 20 max, a contest sim for your 150 max, et cetera. That's what it kind of sounds like here. But what I would do is I would use compact lineup mode. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit these columns. I'm going to click clear all. And then I probably just want to see like rank, salary, Projected score, ownership, stack. I don't need all these saver scores. Uh, I just want to see some of these uh, contest sim metrics here. And then boom. So I've, I've shrunk this table down basically in, in, into this entire window. And then from what I could do here, so I say I want to fill my 20 max first. Okay. So then from my 20 max, I want to use the risk adjusted ROI. I'm going to sort by these ones. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to fill this. So I'm going to use save to my contest. When I am done with this, what I'm going to do when I filled these 20 lineups via the save to my contest, I'm going to go to my lineups. I'm going to right click. I'm going to trash these 20 lineups. That way I get a new set of lineups that are not going to be duplicated across contests. And then from here, say I want to do 150, right? So I'm going to go 150. 
And then let's say I have a second contest sim for my 150. Well, then I'm just going to go to the risk adjusted ROI of the new con of the second contest sim, sort by that number, and then fill these lineups. And then I can just continue to trash and sort. So I'm getting the next highest set of a, a risk adjusted ROI lineups. I'm accepting the fact that if these lineups were already grading out well for the 20 max, that they're going to be played in the 20 max. So I would always fill your lineups in the order that you care about them. So if you care more about the 150 max, fill those first. If you care more about the 20 max, fill those first, right? So so that is the way that I would do this. But I do want to say one thing. Uh, you know, you made a comment saying like, hey, I had to switch up my process from last year. Uh, I really want to caution people from completely abandoning a successful process and doing something completely new. If you have a process that works, you should not completely abandon it. What you should do is keep that process and see if there is some way for you to work in these new tools to complement your already proven winning process. So I just want to be very clear about that and, and give you guys a cautionary tale. Like do not just completely throw your good process out the window. See if you can work some of these new tools into that process. Cause ultimately uh, the truth is you don't need contest Sims to win, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people winning who are not using contest Sims. And I think they're an awesome, awesome tool. I think they're something that a lot of pros have been using for a long time successfully. I think it is a good tool, but ultimately, you know, just be careful completely abandoning a winning process to try and figure out this new process, take some time, figure out how to work it in slowly is, is what I really want to say. All right. Jumping over to the YouTube chat too short said, is there a sport specific subscription down the road for Saber Sim? So right now there's not, uh, honestly, I think it just adds like a lot of technical, like difficulty and like logistical stuff that, that we just kind of don't want to deal with. Uh, so right now we're more focused on continuing to make all of these app improvements and updates, which are just getting pushed like week in, week out here. So honestly, I, I'm kind of glad we're not in the middle of a slate because uh, Scott pushed that update this morning. Like I need to spend some time figuring out for myself. Like uh, the team is always just pumping stuff out so fast that even I have to catch up a little bit here. So I'm excited for tomorrow's show. We can work through some of these late swap things together here and figure it out live on stream. And then also there was a question yesterday uh, directly related to this about you couldn't see the games panel. And then I had just ended the show before somebody corrected it and, and said what was happening. So, so the games panel used to be in this uh, drop down over here. It is now this score card that you see next to the late swap option. So if you click that games panel goes away, if you click it again, games panel shows up. So I forget who called that out at the end of the show yesterday, but thank you because I did see your message. All right. Shane said, is there any benefit to changing the lineup pool from 2K to a higher pool on showdown slates? Uh, so what I will say is that the downside of doing that is that it might take a lot longer for your build to finish. But if you have enough time to run 5,000, I think it's totally okay to do so. So running builds on Sim Diversity 10 is a lot more intense for the builder and just can take a lot more time to finish. So uh, typically a 2K pool finishes pretty fast, but a 5,000 lineup pool will, will take quite a bit longer to finish. So that's why it is lowered as a default. 
Car Park said, hey, man, thanks again for doing this. When I late swap, do I mess with the unique mins or leave it at one? Uh, great question. We did talk about a little bit about this. Is actually the first question of the show here. And it looks like you were here. You were here at 11.02, so perfect, perfect. Um, what I would say that, you know, watch that segment. I think it's totally okay to mess with it. I think it's okay to use less than you were using before. So uh, you might just run into that issue just from late swapping. Late swapping is a little bit harder to achieve those same unique values. So be okay with that number. You know, say you're getting to six before the slate. As you late swap, you might go down to five. You might go down to four. You might go down to three. Use it, but be okay with that number ultimately being lower as the night goes on. All right, HC said, hey, Andrew, can we see how many lineups were actually late swapped? I remember the old version would just, you, we would just put the cursor over the lineups. Thanks. Um, good question. I don't know the answer to this. I will find out the answer. And then tomorrow when we do our late swap demo on stream for the Thursday to Monday slate, uh, we can look and we can see if that's the case. But what you're going to be able to see now in the new late swap is that, hey, you're going to be able to see, okay, there's a parent lineup, which you're going to see the original lineup. And then you're going to see all the different options for the lineup. And then what you're going to see is which of those options we are choosing. So like, hey, we have 10 options. We're choosing number five. And 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 you can figure and you can see, you know, what we're swapping to, what some of your other options are. If you're like, oh no, I like lineup three better, you're just gonna be able to like hit the lock icon. It's gonna look similar to this here, where you just see like a list of lineups, and then you're gonna see the parent lineup on top, like, oh no, I like lineup four better, which is one of the swap options. So we'll talk a little bit about that more tomorrow. But if if we don't have that feature where it shows like a summary of swap lineups, I will add it as a feature request and take it back to the team. All right. Uh, Laker Gate said, let's say I'm playing attorney that isn't listed in Saber Sims contest tab. Oh, okay. So we're talking about like um, setting up a contest sim is, is what it sounds like to me. So if we're in the contest tab and then, you know, you come in here, it's like, oh, hey, you know, my contest sim isn't listed. Uh, the easiest thing to do is just go into the contest sim settings and then set it up yourself. So if you go to settings, you go to contest sim settings, you can. So basically when you pick a payout structure, we autofill this information, contest size, percent to first percent entries paid. If you're using custom, then you just fill out this information and provide that to us. So then provide us the contest size, the percent to first. So all you do is you just take the first place prize and then you divide it by the, the prize pool. So if it's a thousand to first and the prize pool is 10,000, then mm -hmm. the percent to first is 10%. And then, and then what you do is you look at what the last entry that gets paid. So say there are uh, a thousand people in this contest. Well, if the last place paid is 250th, then the percent entries paid would be 25%. So just bust out a calculator and then just do those quick calculations and then put them in here. And then we will run your contest sim accordingly. All right. Uh, Trudy said, okay, that's what I've been doing, but was curious if there was a different way. And yes, I am trying to incorporate both. Thanks, Andrew. Awesome. And glad you're able to catch the show live. Happy to have you here. All right. Noah said, Hey, Andrew, do you, how do you narrow down to a single lineman to enter into the largest field GBPs for NFL showdown? Uh, yeah, no, this is a, okay, hold on. A couple follow-ups. As in, how do you decide which lineup to use? Top of GeoMean ranking. Similarly, is it the same process to choose for a single entry tournament? Okay, so 
Uh, good questions here. A couple of resources for you guys. Okay. I like to call these out. So resource number one in the playlists and how to beat NFL DFS in 2023. Jordan has this video here, how to beat NFL DFS showdown in 2023. Okay. So I'm going to put this one in the chat. These are basically the three resources I send to everybody who asks this question. So resource number one, resource number two here is going to be listening to Max Steinberg talk about his Millie Maker showdown victory. So if I put in Millie, uh, Max Steinberg joins to discuss his Millie Maker victory. This was in NFL showdown and, and he solo shipped this. So we're going to bring this into the chat. And then last one here is in our help docs. If you go to frequently asked questions, you type in geometric. This is going to show you how to use geometric mean in the SaberSim app. So these three videos are great here. Uh, really, you know, when you get to like a point where you're trying to play one single lineup, it's really so hard to pick that lineup because you're going to have these lineups that are like extremely similar. Like you might get down to like five lineups and they all look like just about the same. And like the differences are, are so minimal here. And like, if you were running contest sims, like the EV of the lineups would be like very, very similar. So I talked about this in this video, how to build single entry lineups with Saber Sim. So like, this was like, Hey, how do you pick a single lineup to play? And I talked about some of those ideas and concepts about what you want to like be looking for. And then when you get to that point, you're just kind of stuck and you're like, ah, I, I would, I would play any of these five lineups they are kind of all fine to me here. So definitely talked about this. This is a nine minute video. Check that out as well. All right, 400 runner said, if I'm trying to make two player groups that have similar players in them, is there a way to make one group and then make a copy of it? Or do I have to click all the players in twice? Uh, good question. I don't think you can duplicate a rule, which is basically what you would want to do. No, that's just like the text. Oh, this one's hard. Nah, I think you're going to have to do it twice. I, I, we do not have the ability to duplicate a rule. I will make a note though. Uh, ability to duplicate a rule, but for now you're just going to have to redo it twice. So if you could like right click and be like, Hey, duplicate rule. And then it just creates it twice. That would be a solution, but right now that's not in the app. So I'm happy to take that back to the team. All right. Uh, Laker Great said, thanks, Andrew. We're getting closer to my question. I have a custom contest not listed in your contest list from DraftKings. I want to utilize, use live field lineups if available. Can I upload all of the contest lineups from both me and my opponents and use late sim slash live SS projections to late swap. Okay. Yes, you could do this. So what you would have to do is you would have to upload the lineups into a new build. So open up a new build, right click on it, use upload pool. This is just to bring in a lineups file. If you want to know how it needs to be formatted, go download a regular lineup file here. And then just look at what these look like. So when you come in here and I open this, this is the format that it's going to need to be in. Just these A through H columns. These need to match. So bring in your lineups like this. 
upload that into build two. Okay. Now, when you go to build one and you create your custom contest sim, all you need to do is change the field lineups. If you go down here and there are lineups in the build two window, build two will be an option for you. So you will scroll down to the bottom of this field lineups drop down, use build two. And then you could fill in the payout structures and then you can contest sim against the other lineups in your pool. Uh, I don't know how you identify which lineup is yours and remove that. So you might end up contest simming against yourself, but that's like a very small detail that I'm not super concerned about. But uh, yes, that is how you would do that. So glad we were able to figure that one out. All right. Greyhawk said... On a small NBA slate or any small slate, would you recommend sorting by something different than risk-adjusted ROI? Um, it depends if you're playing less of your bankroll. So typically, you know, like like our profit plan says to play 2.5 to 5% of your bankroll on classic slates. You know, for showdowns, I always tell people, hey, play something smaller, like 1% to 2%. Basically, the lower amount of games on the slate, the higher the variance goes up. And I, I treat, you know, Thanksgiving football the same way, uh, you know, like when we get into like Saturday football in like December and January or like playoffs, like I, I suggest playing less of your bankroll on those slates too. If you're comfortable increasing the risk of your lineups while balancing that by playing less of your bankroll, I think that's okay to just use ROI or just use win rate or something like that. So I think that's okay. But if you're going to continue to play more of your bankroll, I would continue to use the risk adjusted ROI to help you smooth out some of the variance of those lineups. So it's definitely a balance, but good question. Uh, and it looks like carry out Cole was the one that asked the rule question, which we did indeed answer just, just a minute ago. But with that being said, we are all caught up on questions, guys, in both the Discord and the Office Hours channel. So I'm sorry, and the YouTube channel. So appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be right back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, for our last show of the week. If you guys have questions ahead of the weekend, tomorrow is the day to get those questions in. So until then, take care, everybody. I will see you all then. Good luck tonight. Thanks. Bye.